Hello, I am Sandra Ezekwesili and you come to me for hard facts. The world keeps turning and you're trying to keep up. The fight against coronavirus has the option. But there's so much noise drowning out the news. Talking heads, broadcast messages, press releases. They're telling you their side, but you just want the facts. And that's why you come to me. I give you the statistics without spin. Out of 116 million working age Nigerians, 35.5 million are employed full-time. That's 30%. I give you the context. I give you the history. I fight fake news with facts. Kayode. Let me talk. No, I will, I will let you talk. Kayode. Kayode, I will let you talk if you let me talk. Kayode. That's why more and more Lagosians are tuning in. Half a million Lagosians. 720,000. 970,000 of you. They know that if you give me your afternoon, I will give you hard facts. I am Sandra Ezekwesili, and these are your hard facts. Right, it's um, three minutes past five, and in the bustling city of Lagos, uh, millions of people making their way home, um, either on the island or the mainland, or even out of the state, uh, where no large um, troop of people work and leave. All right, um, so on the big hatchback today, we are going to be talking about something that concerns you and I. We are going to be looking at um, what has been the fate of, um, of a couple of thousands of um, people who live in Lagos State. And they represent a growing number of people who have been displaced uh, from their homes following uh, physical planning, uh, development control actions by the state government. On the 8th of February, the, the bulldozers moved on the Okiegon community in Kaetoro, which is by Leko Junction in Ibejuleki. This is off um, uh, the Leki Expressway. And at least 200 houses uh, were destroyed and leaving several people homeless. So the task force carried out this exercise according to eyewitnesses. At about 3 a.m. Monday, the 8th of February. And this is today's um, the 12th of March. So two months after, um, we're taking our lenses and our microphones to speak with the people. Um, the victims are quoted to have said that this has left them in a state of despair and frustration because um, um, they had... Um, tried to reach out to the state government before the demolition exercise that happened and all of that proved to no avail. They wrote letters to the governor, to the speaker of the state house of assembly, which incidentally um, had scheduled meetings with the community uh, to find a way out because up until now they've neither been resettled or compensated. No fault of theirs that the community uh, was destroyed. Um, they wrote to physical planning, lands bureau, some sort of um, um, unclear state of where, you know, they bought the land uh, where they had stayed for a number of years uh, from native. So it did have uh, official title at the end of the day, but um, like it has happened, not just in Okirogon, 
and Kayetoro. It's happened across several parts of Lagos in recent times. If you haven't thought about it, you're probably running into scores of um, you know residences that have been that have been demolished and uh, people left uh, simply in the dark on what to do next. So that's the that's the the background to the discussion we're going to be having on um, the big hat fact today. Um, you can always join the conversation on social media. We're streaming this live on YouTube as well as on Facebook. It's at Nigeria Info FM. Uh, hashtag Nigeria Info HF. You can also um, join us to on WhatsApp. Number is uh, 0809-597-5805. Again, 0809 597-5805. That's where we're having this big conversation. And I do hope that um, we will get to the bottom of this and see if um, people can get some sort of reprieve. I'm expecting the, um, the president of the African Bar Association uh, who's, um, who's taking up, taking up this case. Um, and hopefully um, he'll come in and then help, help shed some light on certain rights um, that people have that may have been infringed upon uh, today. Um, so, that sets the ball rolling for us. Take a quick break. We'll come back and then we can begin this interview. It's 99.3 Nigeria Info. Let's talk. Uh, is it appropriate for a policeman to be searching through somebody's phone? No, 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 it, it, it is wrong. The problem that the lecturers have against IPPIS is very simple. Our lecturers, they are teaching, not teaching in the University of Lagos alone. They are teaching in other universities, private, public, state, all kind of universities. Now, this IPPIS will cut off this madness. So that is what they, they, they are against. No, they feel like the federal government is a corrupt government. So let them be chopping their own at the federal level, while the uh, university will be chopping their own at the university level, academic level. And it can't continue like that. Your reliable station for more information around Nigeria. 99.3 Nigeria Info. Let's talk. Talk. Talk is what we do. You know, the youth of Nigeria have historically been apathetic towards the electoral process. There's no way for the youth to participate in mainstream fields like oil and gas, banking, and so on. The youth are actively excluded from those fields. And so we just created our own way in tech. Informed analysis. Reliable. Accurate. We actually advocate you get your eyes checked at least once a year. When you go for an eye check, routine things they check, they do for you is to check your visual acuity. Visual acuity is how good you see. A lot of us don't actually know that we don't see so well. But because, like I said earlier, we can count money, we think we're doing very well. Your number one station for talk. 99.3 Nigeria Info. Let's talk.
The Voice Note on 99.3 Nigeria Info. Let's talk. From independence till that, what we've had are a bunch of people, good people in many respects, but stumbling into power with no text, with absolutely no idea what they're going to do with power. In part because successive presidents have always been brought from somewhere on parachutes to become presidents of Nigeria. The result of all this is that we have a severely, as I say, severely fractured nation that is neither going nor coming. And every time a government comes in, it proves to be worse than the one that came before. But I think what is most important and most significant is that we need going forward to think a little bit more clearly about where are we, how are we hurting, and why are we hurting? Because every segment of this country is hurting. People who are from the south think, well, we are suffering because the northerners have taken over everything. Northerners say, well, we are suffering because the southerners control almost all the economy. The minorities say we complain because the dominant ethnic groups are the ones that are persecuting us. Truth of the matter, we are in this together. We either hang together or we will hang separately. The Voice Note on 99.3 Nigeria Info. Let's talk. We may blame the politicians, but what about the electorate? The electorate also is to be blamed. The electorate has insatiable thirst and hunger for things that they have not worked for. They have been trained and they no longer listen to ideas. One of the pains that one has to endure when you confront your typical African electorate is to convince the electorate that ideas count for something. Many times when you address the electorate and you are waxing eloquent telling them, when I'm elected, I'm going to ensure that we have uh, good health services. We are going to ensure that we have good schools. We are going to ensure that we create opportunities for innovation and invention and create opportunities for young men and women. They are waiting for you to finish. They will tell you, we hear you. We know you are going to do all those beautiful things. But in the intervening period, I must eat. And therefore, no matter how beautiful your ideas are, if you don't carry money on that day, your ideas like the elephant before them will never fly. All right. Um, welcome back. And um, uh, uh, just trying to get get my uh, get um, Hannibal Waifu in, but um, got stuck in traffic uh, very close by. But b- before before the interview starts, I, I think it would be great to just um, listen to what you have to say. Um, if you have um, been at any point in time affected by um, is what is what you call um, development efforts, uh, total clearance, uh, demolition exercises, basically what it is, the disruption of the lives of people and their homes have been, you know. If you have been in that sort of situation, I'd love to hear from you. If you haven't been and you... Um, Think about what people go through and want to react to a city that refuses to stop growing. And um, many times in, in creating new towns, the state government has told it that the best way to go about this is to enforce development control and to carry out um, urban renewal. And one of the methods that carries out this urban renewal isn't by economic revitalization or uh, rehabilitation of settlement. It's been by the demolition 
the demolition of settlements, demolition of houses, of communities, of neighborhoods. As I said, last count, I said, I said at least 20 of those sort of, sort, of, sort of communities have been destroyed, demolished by the state government. We haven't heard what has happened to the people who lived, which has often been a question in terms of um, planning with the human face. What has happened to these people? 0700-993-993-993. It's, it's a big discussion we're having this evening, and I'd love to hear uh, from you again. 0700 993-993-993. Uh, there's a number on WhatsApp. Uh, if you're just new, you want to f join us on WhatsApp. It's 0700-993-993. Uh, oh, sorry, WhatsApp. 0809-597-5805. Again, 0809-597-5805. Okay. I see um, Friday from... Gwaleri is calling in. Um, hello, Friday, and good evening. Yeah, good evening, my brother. Great. Great to have you join us. Yeah, yes. I want to say this because I have been a VT before. That was in the early 2000 at mm. Alabasuru. Then I had a shop there when I was uh, managing myself fairly close. Mm. You know that the same day that the government came, that was the government, the region of Tinubu, mm. when they came to start that place, it mm. was also in the night. We were not there. Mm. If you are giving us notice, then I, I, if I was there that day, I would be able to pass some of my belongings mm. and relocate to another show where I can keep on selling, keep on going with my business. So that they came the in at night? Yeah, they came in at night, at Alabasuru, yeah. The region of Etilubu. Look, you were never compensated or resettled? There was no compensation, nothing, nothing like that. Mm. Look at what happened to these people now. Yeah. They also came in, you said, around 3 a.m. in the morning. 3 a.m., yes. That was 3 a.m. Okay, if, let's assume some of the people, they have a way of carrying their belongings. Where would they take it to that night? Mm. Mind the security situation of Lagos State now. Mm. Mm. For me, I, I believe, is it not only cheap that would come to people house at night? How would now our government be coming to us at night? Mm. The other day, we had cost on going to a market in the weather or your state, even in the night, also in the night. Mm. See, where will we go from here? Where mm. will not this stop? Thank you very much. It's faithful. Thank you very much, uh, Friday, who's also been a victim of um, late night, early morning demolition. And, um, makes you wonder, where is the face of planning, the human face of planning, when you carry out this sort of um, development control exercises? 0700 993 993 993. Uh, the case study here is uh, Okiagon, Kayetoro community, which um, faced the demolition exercise, faced the bulldozers on the 8th of February. And two months after, we're asking the question uh, where is the human face in all of this? Uh, those people who live in the community uh, still have had no reprieve. Many of them say even up until now, they still have no idea why the houses were pulled down. Abdul Razak is a first-time caller, and uh, he joins us on the Big Hat Fact. Hello, Abdul Razak. Hello, good afternoon. Good afternoon. Great to have you join us this afternoon. I'm really appreciated. Good. Uh, Mr. Oho. Right. I happen to be a victim. Of this particular community... Yes. At Lagos Island, is the market, oh, the market. Great. Tell us about it. Sometime, sometime 2019, 
Hmm. We were forced to pay a uh, reallocation of of a, a shop Good. to local government. We pay roughly eleven thousand five hundred naira each to each, uh, each shop to local government. Good. They said uh, it was reallocation of uh, the shop to us. Hmm. January second this year, the the whole market was demolished. Hmm. The whole market. I have all the certificates, uh, the uh, the, uh, the allocation of the shop certificate. It was issued last last year, last year around around March. And this was issued. And this was issued to you, issued by the the state authority, right? By local government, local Thailand East uh, Development Council. Hmm. So uh, we are in mess. My brother, we are in mess. So from January up till don't, now, don't, you don't like, even there's have... There's nothing like, no. like competition. There's nothing like... January 2nd, this year, the whole shop was demolished. They only give us uh, 48 hours notice. Wow. wow. They only give us 48 hours notice. And there is nothing like, uh, okay, you, you you people that are doing social business, you mm. relocate to mm. this, or, mm. okay, stay like this. Nothing like that. Nothing. Mm. I'm telling you. Mm. You can confirm with this uh, what, what I'm telling you on national radio. Mm. You can mm. confirm it from other people. Mm. I put telephone market. Simply uh, St. Xavier Street, Street Lego Silent. Mm. Very close to Sura Market. Mm. 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 Demolished. Thank you very much, uh, Abdul Razak. And um, it's a question that's been often asked, uh, asked uh, when the state government carries out uh, the demolition. Is it to... Um, is it to um, um, how you, how do you usually will say? Is it is it to um, reinstate the master plan, uh, which had been in existence? Um, oftentimes, it hasn't always happened in that way. Um, uh, 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 physical planning is, um, is is the allocation of land uses according to uh, spaces. Oftentimes, the spatial allocation of of um, land uses. And if you look at a place like Lagos, increasingly it's commercial. So, um, oftentimes the argument on why you demolish a residential community and then you um, reaward those plots for um, super high brow estates, and you ask yourself, what, what, why was the why was it demolished in the first instance if you were going to have houses for exclusively rich people occupy those spaces? So those are uh, those are questions that begging for answers. Hello and good evening, Femi. Remy, rather. Hi, hello. Great. Uh, you calling in from Akoka, Remy? Yes, yes, yes. Excellent. The modus operandi of APC is 99. Mm. Is what you just said. They know how to demolish buildings. Mm. Oh, so sorry about that, but do try call back. Uh, I'd, um, I'd love to hear, a, a lot of people apparently have been affected by this, and this has been going on for many years, and uh, the jury's out. Very few people actually get um, reprieve at uh, the end of the day. The way this is usually done, um, in my years in the field, when I did carry out physical planning, with the housing authority or with the FCDA in Abuja, you'd, you'd have to first and foremost issue out notices saying that there's been an aberration in what has happened. The demolition is the last stage that this can happen. And even before that has happened, according to the uh, the country's urban original planning law, 1992 was the decree where it's been amended, 2004 uh, Planning Act, requires that um, the following steps are taken. Seven, seven, and then 21 days uh, notice and even if that has happened, you still have to create the opportunity where people can intervene and a resettlement, especially when the 
occupants of that area have documents showing that they have uh, a legal right to be in those spaces has to be taken into uh, consideration. Now, all of that, all of that is taken into consideration before uh, the demolition happens. And, and oftentimes it is with a human face. And so in the other words, if you think about it, to carry out these de demolitions requires a lot of money. Um, the tractors, they're using the bulldozers, they're using the policemen, the men who are used for this exercise are paid. They're paid from the public post. So um, you'd have to put out the argument that if I'm going to go out for a demolition exercise, what millions of Naira? Is there any better way we can save the money, save the you know, properties that are going to be demolished, which even cost more at the end of the day and will make the state even poorer? Uh, if it eventually happens. So those are people, people who, for example, in Abuja had celebrated Nasser El-Erufai for demolishing 70,000 houses. And I never asked the question how many were built in place of the 70,000 uh, while he was minister of the FCT, which was a big argument in the planning circles about uh, total clearance or uh, demolition in the pursuit of urban renewal. Okwe is calling in, I see, from... Um, Okwe, where are you calling in from? Igbogbo in Ikurudu here. Igbogbo. It's been a while I heard about yeah. Igbogbo. How is yeah. Igbogbo? <laughs> Igbogbo is fine. Good, good. All yeah. right, go uh, ahead. In December 2017, hmm. a demolition was carried out in our community here hmm. by the state government, hmm. saying that uh, to give that way and in the, in the uh, interest of the general public, hmm. it takes four years, going to four years, hmm. They promised to pay us compensation, and as we speak, no cop has been paid to date. For to four run. years. Do you understand, sir? Hmm. As I speak, the, uh, the influential ones, those who know the way, yes. have been settled. Hmm. So sometimes, uh, last month, the governor was in our local government here, Good. and he promised that before me that this thing will be uh, settled, that everything will be settled. Hmm. Hmm. But after he left, what people are saying that it's just a mere political statement. statement. He so said before, before me. The, on, the only house that I know that where I was born, we are not uh, equally blessed by God. Mm. So the only house that we have that we are supposed to live until God will make our own, mm. we have been dispossessed of it. And, as, as, and they promised us that mm. we were going to pay compensation. But as I speak, no compensation was paid or has been paid today. Thank you. All right. Thank you very uh, much, Okwe. And it's, it's a familiar story. Um, houses um, demolished, um, families... Um, disrupted from their homes and then um, there's promise from the political actors that um, you will get resettled, you will get compensated four years here, I've had five years and some even longer. Um, I hope I could, I, I wish I can, if, if I, I can get people who can tell me if they've pursued legal means to see if um, you can force the matter in court and get some, uh, 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 some resolution, but uh, we're going to go on a quick breakfast. By the time we come back, I'm sure Hannibal, the wife, will be in. And uh, from the legal point of view, you probably be able to help us understand uh, the hope for the... Now I'm looking at 1,000 in Kaitoro community in Okiegon, which is uh, the community which we have in focus here. But from the calls I'm getting, probably we'll have several, several thousands whose homes have been demolished in this state and have never been compensated or resettled. And the sad story is that the, the, the demolitions continue to happen uh, without... Uh, a letdown. Let's go on a quick break. Uh, it's uh, the Hard Factor 99.3 Nigeria Info, and we will be right back. Let's talk offline. Welcome back to your number one talk news and sports station.
right, welcome back. Uh, and um, half past uh, five, um, with, with 24 minutes to six. Let's get on with the matter very quickly. Um, Hannibal Waifo is the president of Africa Bar Association and he's finally found his way in um, the Wahala of all the movement and everything. But great to have you join us on The Big Hat Fact. I'm Hannibal Waifo. Thank you so much. All Happy right. to be with you once again. Yeah, it's been a while. Uh, yeah. Hannibal is now all around the country, or continent, trying to find uh, ways to make uh, continent better, and importantly, Nigeria better in how the rule of law is applied to situations. So, Hannibal Waifo, um, this matter, um, this Kayetoro uh, community, um, I, I opened the phone line shortly before you came in, and it's shocking the numbers of people who've been evicted from their homes, thrown out, just like the people in Kayetoro, um, 2 a.m., 3 a.m., some months, years now, and there's been no hope inside for them to get either compensated or resettled, even when they are legal title holders. And this has been going on for such a long while. Let's get your reaction first and foremost to this. Um... Well, thank you very much. The Kaitoro matter is, is a very tragic uh, situation, but I'm happy uh, to a level, and I want to say so because it's good to always be truthful and always uh, uh, be up and doing when situation arises. As tragic as it is, I'm happy that the, uh, I was called from the office of the special assistant to the governor, right. asking us to provide some documents of destruction that took place there. Even though I thought they know because uh, STV and uh, DF, I mean STV channels, TV, so many stations. Right. And newspapers have discussed the matter and shown the, ma the monumental destructions that took place there. Right. So, but where we obliged, because I wanted to find out what's the purpose. So if they say bring the discussions, someone said, well, maybe the Lagos State government is listening to us. And I believe too that probably the governor uh, sent the letter, letter of protest you know, to his special advisor to look at. Uh, probably they are going to do something. I don't know. I tried to find out, but, you know, civil service, you know, we are also lawyers. We know uh, the, the, the the profession. Right. And we know secrecies that are behind, that lies behind government, right. particularly uh, governments in Nigeria. So we said, well, let's see what happens. Right. And then also, I, I'm also happy that, you know, someone also called me, the secretary to the, uh, uh, committee on physical planning. Right. He also called me and said the the physical planning committee of the Lagos State House of Assembly right. is also scheduling the meeting to meet with us. Uh, we'll be trying to arrange the dates, but I believe that between now and uh, before the week runs out, they should right. be able to get a date right. for us to go there. So, in that direction, I want to say, well, maybe the government is not having a routine because, like I said in some of my uh, presentations, right. you know, both on TV and on radio and in newspapers, you know, print and electronic, I did say that the time has come when these destructions must stop. Right. You know, you can't, if you, people are, are built on land, right. you know, whether they are for government or they are not for government, it's time for us to have the way to punish those who sold government land. As against poor citizens who are your electorate who elected you into power right. and who take time off uh, to to try to uh, 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 live, live a life despite the fact that government is not doing anything for them. Right. They try to pick up the pieces, sell tomatoes, sell newspapers, and then gradually they manage to go on. They, and then they buy cements and all these things on credit right. that will be paid in years. And then you come, boom, 
with right. your caterpillar, it, it shows... You know, Hannibal, the, 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 the essence of every law oftentimes is said that the law is made for man, yes. not man made for the law. And I know it's frustrating sometimes when people want to apply the law and don't realize that this 200 houses destroyed represent 200 families, thousands of people whose lives and their social interactions have been disrupted just like that. What do you think is sometimes the rush and the hastiness to go or, or, or go ahead and do this without considering the consequences this would do to, to thousands of people? I think that, you know, for me, like I did say, I think that most of it have to do with thoughtlessness, mm. you know, uh, hypocrisy, mm. bad governance, and also uh, uh, politics. Right. The rush to compensate uh, those who... Uh, are political uh, patrons mm. or those who are political protégés right. and all that. And it doesn't work well mm. because if you need the people to get to to the to the office of governor or any other office in our land, right. you also need to know that it is the people who will support you. So the reasons behind it is not is everything but noble. And it's not; it cannot be supported because even when government claims to have land, the Land Use Act is very clear. Right. The land is held in trust for the people. Mm. It's not, it, it doesn't belong to the governor. It doesn't belong to the commissioners. Right. It doesn't belong to those who lead government. It doesn't belong to politicians. So, if for instance, I as president of Ukraine Bar and also a lawyer, right. I will not support a, a, a place, a situation where uh, people, no matter how poor or how rich they are, build on a land meant to for public hospitals of a hospital that is genuinely met. I'm not talking about a fake or trump-up uh, hospital. I'm talking about a hospital that is genuinely made for hospital. A government takes land, builds the hospital, and then the people enjoy it, or it's meant for secondary school or primary school. Those type of things will not be allowed. But even then, right. what I keep asking is, when these things are taking place, where is the government? Where are government agencies? Where are the physical planning authorities? Right. Are they not sitting there collecting all sorts of bribes from different people and then allowing them to continue to do this only to come at 3 a.m. or 4 a.m. with spurious, you know, uh, notices or whatever you call it, right. and claims. Vandalize the whole place, destroy everywhere, and render people's lives useless. Do we know the 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 the, the, the what 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 comes out of this? Hmm. Do we know what how these people end up? Some of them end up committing suicide because they are owing money. Right. Some of them end up committing uh, disrupting. I mean, family ends up being disrupted. Right. Because the the wife can no longer have anywhere to stay so he goes to the mother's place or go to his parents place and all that from there different things start to happen right. children can't go to school anymore there is a total destruction dislocation of the whole family right that is why we have, have been advising government we either take proactive steps if you take land from communities since the land before the land use act communities used to own land right. and they give it out to people right until the land use act came so if government takes land and pay the owner's compensation. Right. Government must make adequate arrangement to secure the land. Right. Just like it it it, it provides that individuals secure their land. Right. Just like when me and you or I or I and any other person buy land, right. we secure it. Right. Government must secure its land. He cannot keep quiet for 10 years, for 15 years, after people are built there, right. then you now right. go Hannibal, and, sorry, and use Caterpillar Can you put you on, on, on a pause? Take a quick break. Uh, Hannibal Waifo is the uh, is the, the president of African Bar Association. I'll focus on... Um, Demolitions carried out by the state uh, this time around uh, Kaitoro uh, community. Okay, go on. 
which is at the Bayeleko Junction in Bejileko of the Lake Yepre Expressway, happened on the 8th of February. Over 200 homes uh, destroyed, and um, there's still been non, not no compensation or settlement, and we're sort of using this to spread across across a number of demolitions that have happened in the state and have all had the same sort of results. 99.3 Nigeria Info, let's talk. Uplifting the nation through information. Uh, is it appropriate for a policeman to be searching through somebody's phone? No, 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 it, it, it is wrong. The problem that the lecturers have against IPPIS is very simple. Our lecturers, they are teaching in the University of Lagos alone. They are teaching in other universities, private, public, state, all kind of universities. Now, this IPPIS will cut off this madness. So that is what they, they, they are against. No, they feel like the federal government is a corrupt government. So let them be chopping their own at the federal level while the uh, university will be chopping their own at the university level, academic level. And it can't continue like that. Your reliable station for more information around Nigeria. 99.3 Nigeria Info. Let's talk. Welcome back. I know a lot of lines buzzing, but um, we, we, because we've, we've, we've taken the first half to take in the questions and uh, the reactions, I'll, I'll just um, give Hani Balawai for African Bar Association president the opportunity to respond to some of these things. There's this feeling of helplessness, uh, Hannibal, uh, from people who've called in saying that um, uh, this has happened and they have nothing to do. Even though it's very clear what the role of government should be. I mean, the fundamental food, clothing, shelves, these are things that people, the basic thing, necessities of life we talk about. But um, housing, unfortunately, where this is covered in, many of many people feel when they've been chased out, someone in the Gogo, someone in the Korodu, different parts of the state, they haven't gotten anything and they've just kept quiet. What should anyone do if he's forcefully evicted from his home? First and foremost, I think it's a shame and an indictment on government right. if a citizen is left homeless and he has nothing to do. Right. If a citizen's house has been destroyed by government and he has nothing to do, it's a shame and mm. it's an indictment on government. Not only Lagos State government, right. which is very who, who carries out this action frequently, mm. but also on any other government at that, whether in Nigeria or in the continent. Right. Don't forget, the prosperity of Lagos is not brought by the government of Lagos. Mm. It's brought by those who enter Lagos and who make developments, who do... The houses you are destroying, people paid for those lands, whether legally or illegally. Right. People went to buy, buy cement, people bought sand, and this is just commerce that is raising the Lagos. Later, people will have houses to stay, to do short business and all that. So it's it's all these businesses, particularly the small-scale businesses, right. uh, small-scale business entrepreneurs, have multiplied effect on the economy of Lagos. Mm. Without that... Lagos will not be what it is. So Lagos should be the protector of all citizens, just like our present governor always advocates. Right. Lagos states should protect everyone. It is time we stop destroying houses and giving to friends and businessmen and politicians. Mm. It's time for us to take up a policy. If government have taken over a land, which it can no longer reclaim as a result of some individuals who are unscrupulous, government should hold them accountable. Prosecute them and deal with them, but not to destroy people's houses and render innocent people who are helpless, homeless, and useless. Mm. That's what is presently happening. Mm. That's not justice. Government can claim illegality between your legal tussle between your a government and its own citizens does not make any sense. Absolutely. With all due respect, it does not make sense. Absolutely. I mean, so we need yeah. to stop all this. Absolutely. I'm, I'm shocked. I mean, my, my major in uh, university, Urban Original Planning, and the development control was part of an essential part in fiscal development and yes. fiscal planning. And 
total clearance or demolition like which you see was something which was frowned on. You did not write an examination on uh, urban renewal and like you recommended demolition of total clearance. You'd be failed. Yes. I mean, it wasn't considered to be forward thinking. You had things like economic regeneration, you had things like rehabilitation, you know, as, as ways in which you could carry out urban renewal. Absolutely. Absolutely. But we haven't seen this employed here. It's sort of a easy way out in trying to force development in places by completely demolishing. A number of people have said also to uh, ask the question that if you have these things happen on a wide scale, they talk about the uh, ine inequitable distribution of wealth and the gap between the super rich and the super poor, where the super poor unfortunately have nothing to do or to fight back has been a real cause for concern. Uh, the rich guys, someone said, they, they found their way and got compensated, but they unfortunately didn't get any compensation or were not even resettled. Well, I think what you said is uh, I'm very proud to see media practitioners. I just came from a press conference right. where I stressed the rule of law and talked about our 2021 annual conference coming up, which is basically centered around accountable governments in Africa right. as a panacea to the unending conflicts in the continent. Right. Once government is accountable, once government it's it's for the people, when government works for the people, there are no crises. But when government works for itself, as we see in Nigeria, as we see across the continent, then there's crisis. You will not have crisis in a place like Botswana. Because Botswana can, can you know, for years when Professor Mugai was president, right. he easily was rated by the UN as the best, most administered country in the world. Mm. You see that happening. You know, so and you see that happening in one or two other countries. Mm. I'm not going to count South Africa because South Africa, it's, uh, you know, has joined the League of... Uh, of it, uh, it, totally debased and disorganized it, it, society. Interesting, Nigeria is in the second week of a, of a judicial workers' lockdown. Would you consider yes. Nigeria as part of that group? Well, it's it's unfortunate that my own country is in this quagmire. But, but just soon, I mean, uh, the judicial autonomy uh, is in the constitution. Mm -hmm. So, why are we here? So, I, I, this is a tragedy of the nation. This is the tragedy of the African people. Mm. Nobody wants to consider, go and see what the state's house of assemblies are doing. You know, legislating on fabulous allowances for ex-governors who have made themselves super rich. Mm. Three houses here, 100% salary, helicopter to go, uh, 10 buildings in Abuja, policemen for life, all kinds of... Where are you going with all these things? Mm. A man who barely, who could barely afford three square meals have not been voted by these people's houses you are destroying. You destroy the houses, you now go back and... Look, come on. There is injustice and it will not last. The day of reckoning is coming. Mm. I don't pray that we enter into chaos. I'm not a supporter of chaos. The African bar does not support anarchy. But it's the way you lay your bed, that's how you are going to lie on it. Mm. So the earlier we start reversing this trend, the mm. better. And that's my advice to the Lagos State government. Right. This character matter should be the last. The people were not under electric tension, uh, I mean, high tension wires. The people were not obstructing public highways. The people were not, and then you say illegal structures, big houses of that nature that people have labored for 10, 12 years to put together. You have the infantry to call it an illegal structure. Come on. That is the most callous act of wickedness hmm. that governors, some of should not tolerate because the houses were not illegal structures. They may be illegal in terms of maybe you don't have PD uh, uh, permits. Right. But not that the structures, or not that they were illegal structures, as if you are talking about shanties. Mm. That's the, 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 those who were talking on behalf of government tend to portray. Come on, government should have credibility. Right.
All right. Um, this this is a matter we are going to be on for a while. And we'll, as I say, it's a rolling conversation. And we hope that um, with the African Bar Association involved in this whole thing, we would um, find some light at the end of this tunnel for, if not, the hundreds of families that have been affected by the demolition in Kaito, and hope, like you uh, say, will be the last. Yes, hopefully, I, I, I believe that Governor Sonwolu has been listening and he's been saying things, and I believe that he's a new governor of a new generation. Right. And I believe too that if we act on this and get these people who are at the brink of total annihilation out of this quagmire they're in, I'm talking particularly about the Kaito Road episode, which is the latest. Mm. All right, we'll leave it at that. Thank you very much, Anibal Waifo, President African Bar Association. And uh, we'll touch bases with you now and again and see what the association uh, can do, especially in the rule of law and uh, other matters of national interest. Thank you very much. I'll be glad to be back. All right. We'll take a quick break. When we come back, it's an opportunity for you to win 10,000 or know who's won 10,000 in just a minute. Please stay with us.